Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast. From studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. Hot seat. Matt, what are you doing? Yes, you. You got the hot seat. Hot seat. Shut that door, Matt. All right. Have a seat. Yeah. All right, move down this way. Move down here, Scott. Put uh, somebody. Oh. All right, sweet. And Matt just ran you right through this whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So, I think that this is episode... 54. 54? I don't know. I think it's 55. I should have looked that up. But we have. Uh, <laughs> they can't see you. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be a cluster because these two. Look at them. They can't even look at. Me. By the way, I can't even look at you glowing. Uh, you love yeah. it. <laughs> He's uh, never in the sun uh, and look at him. I was going to say you've changed colors since the last time I saw you. You think that'll turn on that fan? Oh, it's going to be roasting. In here. Yeah, I was going to say it just got like ten degrees hotter when the door closed. Oh, did you drink that smells like? I can smell like this tropical. Oh, yeah, I got the pre-workout on me joining. You, normally, Maddie and I will do podcasts like after. after yeah, the end of the night, yeah. So this is a little pre-workout podcast talk. And we've got not the Three Stooges, but maybe their larger counterparts. We've got Mark Ironfield, George Kokus? Sotorakis. Sotorakis. I knew I would get that wrong. I apologize. Sotorakis. Sotorakis. Got it. Scott Blanchard. Scott Blanchard. I don't know why I couldn't think of what the B was. I just see the B. The people's choice. The people's <laughs> choice, of course, in the hot seat is Mr. Mark. Well, Arthur. thank you for having me. Thanks for you guys coming. You've been coming up tw- uh, about twice a month. Yep. To training Every Dynamax. Yep. So you've been coming up from where? Um, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Salisbury Beach, Massachusetts. Yep. And you, where do you work out when you're not working out here? In my basement. In your basement. Yes. The. Uh, Ironfield Invitational. Yeah, it's, uh, that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a small basement. It works out great for mm-hmm. me. Um, I have everything that I need there. And uh, Scott Blanchard helped me, you know, set up a lot of things there that I need. And uh, you guys all know, being powerlifters, you don't need a lot. Right. So well, you got to, I mean, you have a legit. I mean, you got a mono lift. You got a bench. You got really everything. We, yeah, we got all the bars, boards, chains, everything. Everything. You know? you need. But I come here for the atmosphere and the guys. You know, the guys are everything. It's the guys that you train with that yep. makes you who you are. The training part, and I gotta believe that, and that's why you guys have been traveling an hour, two hours. It's it's worth to it. train after a work day. I yep. assume. Yep, after a work day. But so what? Uh, I don't know much about you other than. You're a strong-ass powerlifter. You're one of the... Uh, so, my first when I first met you, I think it was at the push-pull last year. Okay. Uh, or might have been, it might have been the full meet, because I think it was when you benched 705. That was at the push-pull. Oh, that was at the push-pull. That's okay. George Jodorakis that hit 705. Folks. Yes. Yes. And um, so one of the things that stood out with you is that you were... A lot of people at powerlifting meets, they're very serious. They're very angry-looking. Mm-hmm. You were having a good time. Which I just think adds so much value to the character and just adds a lot of value to everyone else around you when you're, you know, everyone else is, oh, I'm going for PR, I'm all nervous, and, right. you know, you're kind of joking, shooting the shit on the platform. Yeah. So uh, how did you kind of get to where you are today from powerlifting? And just kind of curious about your history in powerlifting. Um, I started when I was young, very okay. young. 
uh, a group of guys took the time with me to teach me the basic lifts mm -hmm. and then entered me in my first novice meet and went from there. Sure. How long ago was the novice meet? Oh, I'm 56 now, so a long time ago. <laughs> long, long time ago. Like teen, like were you in high school? I was. Okay. I was. You know, and that changed everything for me as a high schooler because yeah. I started to put on size, girls started to look at me Hell different. Yeah. You wore tighter shirts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> everything changed, you know. But, uh, Two people in particular really took the time with me, and that was what it was all about. You know? mm -hmm. And that's the reason I come here too, is because you always want to train with stronger individuals and guys that are hungry to train, and that's what you have here. Yeah. You know? So you are primarily a multiply lifter. Would you consider yourself that? Do you, I mostly see you guys come in and do squat mostly workouts. Mostly multiply. I mean, last meet I did raw. Okay. Um, for the first time in probably twenty-five years. Yeah. Um, it was different, but I miss multiply. Um, I, raw was fun. It was a lot of fun. To me, it was very easy. I just put a weight belt on and went. Yeah. We're wearing equipment. It takes you one way, and that's the only way. Right. You know? It certainly and seems like it adds a level of technicality. It is. To it is. Everything. If you're off by a hair, everything's off. Right. And you're done. Yeah, I kind of think of like multiply to raw as like you know formula one to nascar exactly where you guys really have the it, the details really do matter it, it's everything it really is um so you compete at 220 220 242 sure but i think the heaviest i've ever been was 236 so. okay so what um when was the last i guess what, what's your best meet numbers 2000 at 54 years of age body weight of 229 do you remember what the breakdown was? I did. I squatted uh, 810, I benched 479, and I pulled 711. So that gave me a 2,000 total. And so that was two years ago? Where'd you do that? Up in Canada. Up oh. in Canada. Yeah. And the best part about lifting is the guys, these guys here. I mean, we always travel together, and it's not the numbers, it's the guys that you travel with mm -hmm. that make the meets. It really is. My whole lifting changed within the last five years because of George, Scott, and Matt. We keep it very low key, and as you told, said earlier, I have a lot of fun on the platform. Yeah. I never take it too, I'm serious, but I never take it too serious. For me, it's a hobby. Yes. But I enjoy it so much, and it reflects in my numbers. The minute I changed, just being low key, my numbers went up, I kept going up, because it took the pressure the minute off. When you started relaxing? Yes. Yeah. So do you find that you've always been able to relax, or is it just in the past few years, kind of traveling with a good team that's been able with to... With this make group, I'm very relaxed. Changed everything. Mm -hmm. It really did. Yeah. You know. So when at that last push-pull, I believe you, Scott, are typically, I think, everyone in the main powerlifting community knows who you are. Whether they actually know you or not, they'd certainly be like, oh, that's the head judge. Good judge, yeah. <laughs> so you were not the head judge for this meet. You were able to help... Um, these two guys out, if I recall correctly. Um, for you, what is like, um, what is the biggest thing for you when going into a meet to help other people? When you're not, because you're very often, I mean, you're at all of the strength sport, not all the strength sports, but I see you at Strongman, I see you at a variety judge. So, when you're not helping people in that aspect, how do you help them when they're on the platform? You really have to mold yourself to the lifter. I know Mark, gets ready very different than Maddie does, and very different than George does. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very different than the three of them. 
So you have to really know what they need. So it helps to train with them a lot. Sure. It helps to know their preferences, how they like just silly things like where they want their knee wrap placed, how they want their bench shirt tweaked, what they do, you know, just getting them up. <clears throat> I'm a little more serious with George getting him ready than I am with Mark because I know that's how he is. That's right. how he, he grounds himself, he gets himself ready. Mark, I... Point him in the right direction? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's usually know. yelling at me, yeah. telling me to concentrate. Yeah. You know, and then it's, okay. just, it's using cues that get what you want out of the lifter without confusing or adding too much information. Mm -hmm. You can sit there and you can spew off a paragraph of commands, but it's not going to matter right. because they're only going to remember the last thing you say anyway. So using keywords to make sure that you're getting out of them what they need and you want to see. Um, and it helps to have people that have a good eye. You know, I, that's why I started, I, I too train out of my basement. Yep. Um, I have, I bought out what was left of hardcore um, years ago. And so I have monoliths, benches, all the weights, plates, all that stuff, bars. Um, but I come here, and I also train at, at LA Strength um, for the atmosphere. Yep. Um, because you need good guys, and you need guys that have a good eye. These, these guys here I trust with my life. You know, when you're getting under heavy iron, that's essentially what you're doing with people. You're, you're entrusting your safety with what they're seeing. So Mark will come over to me, give me some cues, tell me, you know, you did this, that. St. George will do the same thing, Maddie will do the same thing. And at LA Strength, I get the same, you know, uh, advice. Yeah. And it's quality advice, you know, I think there's a big difference between somebody that's been lifting for a year or so, not that they don't have good intentions and know what they're looking at, but when you've got a lot of veteran lifters that really have seen it all, that's what you need to help you get better. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been working with these guys, approximately? Well, five or six years. Yeah. Five, yeah. six years. Did oh, you know years. each other before it that? feels like an attorney. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, known Scott, I think I first learned oh, yeah, about yeah. Scott was 98. Yeah. yeah. So it's been over 20 years. Sure. Of These guys started coming up once in a while, even a few yes. years ago. Yeah, a few yeah. years ago. Once yeah. every couple months, grab a workout. Yep. yep. Right? Yep. And, uh, of course, with Matt always putting on the meets, it gives us an outlet to meet more people. Mm -hmm. You know, but I met Scott at Matt's meet yeah. probably six years ago. Yeah, through mutual friends. And George through uh, another gym that I lived at, you yeah, know. About 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah, it's funny how you start working out with a group of guys and a few years go by and then you're looking around and you're like, these guys ended up becoming my friends. These are the people that I surround myself with. Right. Um, what do you think is Oh, this is a question for you, Scott. How long did it take for you to kind of gain? Because you've been lift, you've been doing this for a long time. How long did it take for you to kind of gain the trust? But as you mentioned, to when you're getting under 800, 900 pound squats, to be able to know that the guys are surrounding you are trustworthy and that those are the people to do that in front of. Really, with these guys, it was right away. Yep. You know, it's you meet some people and you know you click right away. You know that they've got your back. Um, you know, I've known Maddie for years, um, known George, like you said, for a long time. So, had that connection, had that um, trust already. With Mark, I just closed one eye and prayed. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to work. 
No, it was it was right away. I mean, we hit it off, and you know, start training together, and it didn't take one training session to know that you know these guys know what they're doing, and you know I can trust that if they're behind me, that nothing's going to happen. Our totals all went up when we started training together. Sure. All of us. Mm -hmm. George hit personal records. Scott hit personal records, and I hit personal records. It says something about the group. Yeah, feeding off each other. Exactly. My lifts in the gym gone up. Exactly. Exactly. Right, and it's same to us. That's why we come here because of the facility that you have here. You know, and it's the guys. It is, and you've always been the leader of the group and pushing everybody. You know, and uh, you know, to be honest with you, I don't. I don't want to get beat by one of the young kids. You know, and they're hungry. They're ready to. You know, they want to pass you, and that's and that's what this is about. You know, it, it really is, and that's what it's about. You you know, you come in and you're hungry, and you know, mm -hmm. they're chomping at the bit, ready to go. Who's the old guy? Nobody wants to get beat by an old guy. You know, well, as people start, they you know, people look at the board and they see Blanchard up there, and they see some other old names up there, and they, their people want to cross. People want to replace that. They oh, want to they take sure that real do. estate. That board is huge in any gym. That board is everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, since I got all three of you guys in here, this is usually a question I kind of save for the end, but I think it'd be good to kind of get an answer from each of you. And what is something, I'll start with George because you said the least, what's <laughs> something that you've said, uh, learned, and it could be specific to training, to powerlifting, not at all, uh, but what's something that you've learned in the last year that you feel that everybody should know? Uh, that's a tough question. Uh, Probably know what you're trying to do. Set up a goal and like focus on that goal. Don't get distracted. Be patient. I mean, sport of powerlifting is a very disciplined sport. You can't just jump into it like right away and think you're going to be on a board or break a world record or after right. that. I mean, I've been doing this for 25 years, almost 30. I've been lifting weights for 30 years. And uh, I always learn something new every day. Again, I tell the young guys, be patient. Be patient. That's that's the. Be patient, and you gotta have discipline. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna come overnight. What do you feel is like the biggest sense of discipline that people are lacking? They're trying to get too heavy, too fast, which is causing bad form, which leads to injury. Then they get injured, or they're not making, the, and then they, that leads to not making gains, which leads to them being upset at the sport. And, Finding other things to blame. The shirt didn't fit right. The suit didn't fit right. The knee wraps weren't on right. I don't know why my bench hasn't gone up in the past six weeks. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I just you know, PR'd. I just put five pounds on my bench after a year, and that was I was stoked, you know. But that's yeah. still progress. Exactly, it's awesome. still progress. I mean, I put on. It took me God. First time I benched six hundred pounds. It was five years ago. It took me five years to bench 655, so it's only 10 pounds a year on average. Mm -hmm. But that just was huge. I mean, I didn't think I wasn't going to get up anymore. I'm 655, I think I've reached my peak. It's like, then you keep going. Before you know it, it's like, and then I hit a spurt. I got like 705. It's like, oh, good. I put 100 pounds on, but it took me seven years. Yep. From the first time I bench 600 to the time I bench 705, you know, it was seven years to put on 100 pounds. And that's going from six to seven. That's not a, a newbie going from, from two to three. Two, two to three. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like back in high school. I mean, the first time I benched four hundred raw, I was I was a senior in high school. 
But I mean, it took me from freshman, actually from the time I was 13 years old until the time I was 18 years old. It took me five years. First time I ever benched, I was able to do two and a quarter. It took me five, four years of high school to go from two and a quarter to 405. So you were, kind of, you were naturally a bit of a bench monster? Well, I, I also started when I was 12 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to say something about this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. First of all, he's a 705 bencher. There's about a handful of them in the freaking world. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's sitting right here. I was going to say, I, that was the first time I'd ever seen somebody successful. He did it here, number one, which I'm very happy about. But yeah. there's only there's not many guys you're going to sit next to yeah. that, that can say that, number one. Number two, he's coming off a horrific injury to yeah. his right pec. My right pec, I tore that about detached. four and a half months ago. And I had surgery four months ago. And he's yeah. on the way back. Yeah. And he'll be back stronger. So I just want people to know that, too. That's a 705 venture. Yeah. And yeah. what body weight? Uh, I was in the 242s. I think I weighed 240. That's quite so a large bench for us. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I was 45 years old. Yeah. Not too shabby. I just want everybody to know that. No, that was incredible to watch. And just to, and it is funny, again, as, as Scott mentioned, to watch the two different, the different attitudes of great competitors and just how they approach things differently and still put up crazy numbers. You, you, you figured out what worked for you. You figured out what worked for you. I want to hear from Scott now. What is something that you've learned in the last year that you think that everybody should know? Oh, this ought to be good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I won't say I've learned it in the past year. Um, sure. But uh, really, I think people need to learn a little humility. Um, I think there's uh, a lot of new, potentially great lifters out there that you know, they've been doing it for a year or two, and they're chasing after the board. Well, you've got to take it step by step, be humble, ask questions, learn from the guys that have been there. I mean, we've all had huge injuries. Um, you know, George had a pec tear. I've had a pec that's not reattached. Just had a hernia surgery. I've got a herniated disc. I've got a bicep reattached. You've got to learn from those guys. There's a reason that they're still kicking around. Um, and don't think you know too much. Because you never know enough. You know, after 26 years of competing, not just training, 26 years of being a competitive powerlifter, I learn something new every workout. It's something... I have to retrain myself to squash every training cycle. If you don't think about it, and you think that you know it, and you think you're the best at it, you're never going to get in. And I see it a lot, unfortunately, now with, um, of course, we're doing the podcast. But, uh, you know, me media wonders, you know, Instagram, sure. Facebook, whatever it is, you know, they've got a degree in something they've had for a year, so they're an expert. Right. They haven't even told you the elite yet, but they've been a power lifter for a year. So now they're going to tell you how to squat. I don't even call them a powerlifter yet. Yeah, you know, so I mean, just to take and, and really sit back and listen. That's really the biggest thing. You know, there's, there's a million different things in there, but if you're sitting back, you're listening, you're observing, you'll make it far. Mm -hmm. I, that's excellent. I love hearing that, especially if you said you just, in your last meet, you PR'd almost everything, correct? Yeah, yeah, I squatted 903, I benched 617. 
and I pulled a 705, so it gave me a 22, 26 total. Um, I weighed, I think I weighed at 239. So for a guy who's been doing this for 25 plus years, 26 years, still learning and still progressing, mm -hmm. I think is what I wanted to kind of yeah. point out there. So that the humility thing, I think you know when you're dealing with big, tough, tough guys, I think people have a hard time with that. And and I get it. I mean, my my training attitude now is much different. Since oh, he's a he's a different guy. Since oh, uh, when since I, I started training with Mark, <laughs> oh my God. I I used to go into the gym and I literally did not want to talk to anybody. Didn't want to look at anybody until I was done. Don't approach me because you're gonna get. You're multiple, in the way, yeah. Multiple expletives, you're going to get pushed. I don't care. I don't want to talk to you. Don't ask me anything about anything. <laughs> I don't care if it's the weather. I don't want to talk to you. I'm here for one reason. I've lightened up a little bit because it Lightened really, up a lot. It, it, <laughs> it doesn't... I don't want to say... Now, don't take me wrong. I still take it very serious. Yeah. But I have a lot of fun with it. Um, and it's because of these guys. It's, yeah. The People's Choice is a guy that... Help me to loosen up. Yeah. yeah. Right here. Yeah, we, we have a lot of fun. And, really. and I'm more focused that way. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. How, are you, how, are you, how are you able to get some elite powerlifters, intimidating elite powerlifters, to loosen up? Um, just personality. You just know? Personality. By walking the talk, basically? He's definitely have, a personality. Have fun. <laughs> um, you know, I just uh, get the crowd going when you're there. Um, you know, that's what it's all about, and just keep it low-key, you know. Uh, everyone has a different approach. My approach is just have a lot of fun with it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And let the cards fall where they may, you know. And uh, I've been real lucky in the sport. I uh, haven't had a major injury. I probably shouldn't say that, knock on wood. But, uh, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. Way back, I was thinking on the ride-up, I must have 50, 60 beats in me. Wow. You know, and uh, constantly learning. Um, but because of these guys, they keep me really fresh, you know. So just to switch up the question just a little bit, what's one piece of advice you could give people young, other than the humility and other than writing down a goal, what's a piece of advice you could give to maybe the younger listeners, future uh, powerlifters, maybe someone who's thinking about doing their first meet? Don't deadlift too much. That's the biggest advice. I didn't deadlift for 40 days my last meet and I pulled a PR 711. I worked on my weaknesses and all I did was bent over rows and good mornings. My deadlift went through the roof. No kidding. Yeah, I stuck to the, and I'm a huge proponent, Scott and George know this and Matt, I'm a huge proponent of box squats with bands. One meet, that's all I did is I trained box and bands and came off three weeks, put on equipment and had one of my best squats ever. Wow. No kidding. Uh, I'm a much better free squatter than I am a box squatter. That's all we talk about around yeah, here. Yeah, it, do it, it's, so. it's such a difference, the speed that I generate. I'm a very wide squatter, yeah. and I generate a lot of power. Listen to that power. power. It works. Mm -hmm. So when you get rid of those bands, because when you look at the weight, it might be four plates, but you might have double bands. To me, I'm just looking at four plates. You know, the mind is everything. Yeah. And Scott calls all my weights at every meet and still does to this day. So you don't even see I it? I don't even know what the weight is. My job is to go execute it. Nice. That's it. And it works well for me. It That's really awesome. does. Well, I know everyone in here is getting ready to do a workout. Um, so I just want to thank you guys for being on the podcast. Take a time out. Coming out from Massachusetts a little bit earlier to get in, sit in the women's locker room with everybody and... <laughs> 
I know it seems like we're not doing much, but these little podcasts uh, <laughs> do help the gym out quite a bit. And I want to just thank you guys for the expertise, helping out at all the meets. Yes. You know, just thank you all. And being, I don't know, role, role model is not the word I'm looking for, but when I watch you no, guys. We'll take, we'll take that. I'll That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I, I want to thank like them for one. being here regular because we need them here. Yeah, it's it's, it's good uh, to have you. Here. It's good to be here. It's Seriously. good to, when you guys roll in. It's a, a sense of this is going to be a, a good a good workout session. Yeah. Uh, I'm here all the time, and I get to see the the attitudes change. So he just said he loved me. I just want him to say I do. I do. I love him like crazy. Okay, you know? I think these guys are all my brothers. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we got about 120 years of experience. With you. We do. We just did it up. Yeah. We do. We we do. We have a lot. 120 know? years. How'd you count that? We just got 30, 30, 40. You know what the best part, Matt, is before, we, before we end this, the best <laughs> part is it, it's not about the lifting. It never has been. It's about getting together with this group and the guys. And that's what it's all about. You know, it really is. It changes everything when you have a good group. I mean, not only we live together, but we hang out together. We go out to dinner together. You know, we always get together for holidays and all that. It's more than lifting. It really is. You know, and everybody brings something to the table. You know, I will never catch George on his bench, but if I can get an extra ten pounds closer to him, that's a big gain for me. Yeah. You know, Scott, I will, I will push him and push him and push him, no matter what. Same with Matt, no matter what. I don't want to get beat by them, seriously. And that's that's how I look at it. That's why I drive up here all the time. You know. Keep nobody, tabs on him. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wants to get beat by the old man. I'm the oldest guy here, you know, besides Matt. Matt's a young guy. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks again, guys. That was a great way to close out here. Matty, do you have anything? I, again, I can't thank you enough for being here on a regular basis. Well, I appreciate it, and thank you for having me. I got under a weight a month ago. I hadn't been under in five years. Pull it away because of these guys. That's awesome. Five years. Felt like nothing. And on that note, we're men. Men without issues. And this is uh, it's been another one. August twenty, uh, October twenty seventh. Yes, the, the Powerlifting Championships at the Westbrook Armory. Westbrook Armory. Sign ups are open. They're open. They're out on the internet. So sign up quick. It's filling up fast. Filling up fast. Get that APF card so you could set a record. And maybe Come if you're see lucky, these guys, they'll be there. That's right. And maybe if you're lucky, you'll uh, maybe you can get closer to the board. <laughs> Maybe, get, maybe put a little scratch on it. All right.